You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Play Tessie, the Red Sox podcast of WEEI. My name is Cooper. That is Gordo. We've got a we've got a quickie on a Wednesday, as uh, Gordo liked to describe it. Uh, something short for you, something to give you a little taste of what's going on in the Red Sox world in the midweek as we give our bookend full episode. So don't forget to check in on te- Play Tessie Fridays and Mondays for our full dose of what's going on in our, our baseball world. But uh, we, wanted, we wanted to check in today. We're actually, full disclosure, we're recording this on a Tuesday. And we have about three hours, a little bit less, until the rule five draft deadline um so where there might be things you know left out there might be things that change in the sands shift of the red sox roster of who they're actually going to be putting onto that 40 man um so we we'll see what we'll see if anything major happens on on uh 6 p.m maybe we'll reconvene and try and get something done but there is some expectations uh, from Julian McWilliam as he put out earlier and uh, some other things to cover as well that we do want to get to because you just hate to see the Yankees stepping in it. I mean, it's oh, the worst. I just saw that smile curl up this? on your face, Gordo. There's nothing do we better. Have to do, it? do we have to do it? We have to do it. Hold on. Before we get into there, though. It, I don't want um, to do it. No, we're going we're gonna to have to get there, Coop. I think it's a must. But I mean, think it. about the Yankee fans out there. You're right. No, they some the Yankee fans are kind of our most loyal listeners, I, and they have to hear it. We we know they're out there. The, they're Yankee Tessie heads. We out talked there. about them. The Connecticut Yankee fans. After there. after the Battle of Connecticut episode, I mean, like they they are going to be uh they're going to be tuning in because they want to know where where if we end up taking Connecticut from them. And I have a feeling that we are because Yamamoto might be a Boston Red Sox lady and gentleman. God. Okay. Before we get into the Yankee stuff, though, uh, from McWilliams, that the Sox are expected to add Wilkham and Gonzalez, Luis Perales, Shane Drohan to the 40-man roster. So I'd expect that at least you can have that from us. If anything else crazy happens, don't yell at us. Don't yell at us like Brian Cashman yelled at the media last week because we had too much fun watching that. I kind of like just, being yelled at. What do you want people to yell at you? I just be like, "Hey, knock it off!" I just want that. I like when people yell at me when I'm driving. I like I I feel like I can turn into a different person behind the wheel. Like Are you, you got a road, road rage blocking guy? You. No, no, but yes. It depends on who you ask. Okay. Like, like I was uh, driving last week to get dinner with my dad, and I was just driving up the road. And there was like a car that was trying to make a left turn and very obviously a hundred percent their fault <laughs> and realized it halfway through the turn. I had to like drive around this person. I am sitting on the horn, sitting on the horn. And I slowly drive by, turn to my left, double birds in the air, and then just kept going on my way. There you go. So horn birds, but I'm not going to open the window and yell at you. That's I'm not going to do that. I feel like. I feel like if Brian Cashman was on the road and if he were just swerving around, hitting every car around him, 
he'd be the guy beeping at everyone else just like why why are you guys terrible drivers i'm just cutting in and out of traffic here why he's the guy that's like dipping in and out like i don't know right. if you've ever and seen I'm doing those it right. guys yeah and he's just like why why is everyone going so slow let me get, let me get around here no blinker uh no actual plan to get to the end of the road we don't need analytics on how i'm not punching in how i'm going to get from quincy to Fenway Park, or I guess if this is Brian Cashman, he's going to be like, hey, uh, I don't know how I'm going to get from uh, Winchester down to uh, to the Bronx, my guy. Um, but I, I'm not going to use analytics. I'm not going to use GPS. I'm not, you think I'm going to use uh, the satellites? No you analytics think, up think, in this You think Yankee we're a bunch of nerds using satellites to get to Yankee Stadium? I'm we use our eyes. Sign. I'm going to use every sign I see. If the sign is old and that street is closed and there's a detour, that's not me. That's on the government, buddy. That's Brian <laughs> Cashman. That's how he goes about life. Brian Cashman sits there yelling at, at reporters who questioned his trades for Joey Gallo and Sonny Gray, who effectively did nothing, saying that saying that Gallo, oh, the Dodgers wanted Gallo after and the Twins wanted Gallo after. They're two playoff teams. How can you yell at me? The reason Spot the lie. Spot the, the line, reason, I mean, it's it's true, but the difference is the Twins signed him to a one year deal and didn't give any didn't give up any prospect capital for him. The Yankees have gave up three guys that have played major league games, and one of them is uh, Ezekiel Duran, who's like a like a good player, and they gave it up for a guy who Yankee fans booed every single at bat he had there after like the first week. Oh my god, yeah, no, you're not pretty effing good, Cashman. Ah. You're not. You're not. You're not. Yeah. Not. You're not. The, you missed the playoffs. I know we did too, but so did you. But they're you. playing in the toughest division. I don't know, Look man. at Jordan Montgomery. Pretty... Jordan Montgomery was originally Yankee. I'm waiting for that take from Brian Cashman, by the way. I want Jordan. Yeah, where was I that? Him, I want him to be like, well, hey, Jordan Montgomery was a Yankee. We developed him. Yeah. they they We developed Jordan Montgomery. That's a I, take, and it's the I, truth. Someone, someone bookmark that, save it, and then inevitably when Brian Cashman says that, um, go ahead and give us credit. But there was something that you wanted to bring up that you kind of, you kind of brought to light on Twitter on Tuesday, uh, which well, I personally love. I know our Yankee listeners, our Connecticut heads, um, they're, they're going to be heartbroken to hear this. All, it's what, a tough what was 30, 33.5? Or no, what was the percentage breakdown that we figured? Well, I thought it was, uh, thirty three, thirty three, twenty five. Yeah, yeah, thirty three, thirty three, twenty five. So thirty three percent of Yankee Connecticut, Connecticut listeners, um, you're gonna be heartbroken to hear that Yamamoto is gonna be a Yankee. Yamamoto's not gonna be a Yankee. Oh, what? Why? You just? Oh no, you haven't heard. No. It, this oh, doesn't cool. have to do with Cashman comments, does it? Because he couldn't have said well, anything cool. worse. Here's the issue with Brian Cashman is as much as I love how unhinged he is, when you say that Giancarlo Stanton is going to get hurt next year and that getting hurt and getting injured is quote-unquote part of his game, Stan's agent's not going to take too kindly to that. And Stan's well, agent is Stan's Joe Stan's agent is Wolf. the one playing baseball. Oh. His name is Joe Wolf. Coop. Oh. No, he doesn't play baseball, but you want to know what he does do. I'm afraid. He has other clients in the Kills league, so people. he represents oh. he represents Nolan Arenado. He represents Trevor Story. He mm -hmm. represents you, Darvish. 
I think he represents Kodai Senga. But you know who else he represents? Wait, you just named two Japanese players. Is you? You it's wouldn't not like think he has more. There couldn't couldn't be a third. You would think there couldn't be a third. That would just no. be too coincidental. I don't think that's allowed. Last time I checked from uh, when I was looking into going into sports agent school, um, I remember being told you can't have more than two international signers. I think so, they scrapped um, that rule in like 2019. So, oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, I got some news for you. Back in 2019, I think Yamamoto was like 21. So, yeah, newsflash, Stanton's agent Joe Wolf of uh, Wasserman represents Yoshinobu Yamamoto. And uh, the quote from Joe Wolf to respond to Brian Cashman's comments, he said, I read the context of the entire interview. I think it was a good reminder for all free agents considering signing in New York, both foreign and domestic, that to play for that team, you've got to be made of Teflon, both mentally and physically, because you can never let your guard down even in the offseason. That is a statement. I love the part where he adds both foreign and domestically. Yeah, he didn't need to do that. But he he did it. That was that was such a it. nice little, little little just dig the knife in a little bit more, twist it if we even want to. Um, yeah. So shout out shout out Wolfie boy. Um, I mean, it doesn't mean the it doesn't mean Yamamoto is coming to the Red Sox. Let's and it doesn't mean he's not a Yankee either. That's like also if the Yankees true. offer a bunch more money than any other team, like he's probably still gonna go there. But it's just. Something to consider. Something to I feel think like you about. would have to offer a whole lot more now, though, if you want Yamamoto, if this is the Yankees speaking. Um, my biggest concern with this, and not really big concern, um, I guess it's not really even a concern. Like, I like it's just more of like, I don't want to get my hopes up for this. I, I read into a lot of these news headlines so much more than I need to. For instance, I... I jumped off the Otani train, if people um, might have forgotten from the first episode. If you did not listen to the first episode, go listen to that very sad moment for myself. And then we get more reports today that Boston is still in the mix. And I believe what who actually had that report? Was that a passing? That was, was passing. That a Ken? Yeah, that was, okay. that was Jeff Passan. I don't typically like to say that Passan is someone that holds water for uh sports agents i mean like that's like a Schefter in the nfl type thing Schefter yeah, was no, the guy that was so always either. breaking tom brady news because lo and behold tom brady's agent was always leaking stuff to adam Schefter. that's just the way this world works when one guy wants to have better bargaining power use the power of the media um this is i think this is very much a case of that i think the red sox have been almost echoing or not echoing but they've been showing that they aren't too interested in what Otani has to offer. You had the comment from Craig Breslow last week about having two-way players and that the focus should be on, you know, continuity with the position itself. And that's the type of guys that they want to sign. Um, that's completely not what Otani is. And this kind of, for me, shows so shows more, it ties into the whole Yankee thing with Brian Cashman and like Wolf's just saying like, Hey, it's tough to play there. There are definitely other teams that might do a better job of signing players and treating them well. Um, and 
maybe like I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm not I'm not in love with all the Otani hype at this point because it's all just connections. It's never anything like well, no one has anything. Yeah, and, and like that's why I'm like I'm I'm off getting in on the hype. If I am making any recommendations to anyone out there, if unless you see like an actual quote from Shohei Otani or from any one of his team. Don't count on him coming to Boston. Focus on Yamamoto. Like that is the guy that you need to be focused on. So this is very much in my mind, passing, trying to inflate the market. And that's, that's all that it is. And am I saying that passing's a puppet? Yeah. I'm saying passing's a puppet. I guy has some great scoops. Guy's a, a tremendous writer, but he, this is an instance of him being a little bit of a puppet, I think. Well, the, the simple fact of the matter, Coop, is that Otani himself is so quiet and his camp is so quiet that no one, like, reporters can know, you can kind of assume what teams are going to go big on Otani. Like, we've been hearing, like, obviously, we all know the Dodgers are going to try to get him. The Mets are oh, going to hey, try to get on. him. Name off another one. Giants. Okay, one more. I'm not, I'm not going there, Coop. I'm not okay. doing it. But I'm if not you were to it. say Boston, what oh, do all I, th- the- I thought you wanted me to say someone else. New York. I wouldn't say that. You wouldn't say the Mets. Oh no, I'll say the Mets. Okay. What do all these markets have in common? Well, they're all big markets. Okay. They're all markets that all could pay markets. for him. Well, that's are we exactly shocked? it. I mean, like this is MLB executive burner. But that's burner. it. But that's that it. Is- it's it is it is that because so so few people know what Otani wants. Yes, you can you like you can pretty much point to teams like these small market teams, and it goes beyond the athletics. Like you can point to all these small market teams, and you can just assume they're not giving out a half a billion dollar contract. So you can eliminate over half the league right there. Wait, do you want to break some news right now? Oh, I'm always down to break news. Okay. Um... The Oak, or should I say Oakland, or should I say Las Vegas? I, they're Oakland next year. Stick with okay. Oakland. Um, the Oakland Athletics sources confirm are out Luke, on Shohei Otani. Did you double check? I'm I am so goddamn positive. Oh my god! I'm I'm willing to to report at this time. The Oakland Athletics. Oh wait, another one, another one. Whoa. Who? Are you bracing yourself? Coop, I don't know what you're about to say, but I'm getting a hit up on a third one, so I'm curious who you got. Okay, do you want to go first, or do you want me to report this next piece of breaking news? No, you go first. You go first. Um, the Pittsburgh Pirates are one. out on Shohei Otani. Oh, my God. It's yep. not even the same team. I, yep. What do you I'm got? I'm hearing what you from got? multiple sources that okay. the Kansas City Royals are not going to be pursuing Shohei Otani this winter. I got some bad news. I hey, I got some bad news for the people of Cincinnati. No. Don't say it. Skyline Are you Chili's hearing not this? good. Skyline chili's not good. I don't need any I don't need any chili. Okay. Uh but also they're not getting so they're stuck with Skyline Chili, but they're also st- stuck with the fact that they're not getting Shohei Otani. Sources confirm. Wow. Yep. Scoops yep. scoops on the on yep. the play Tessie podcast here. Phone's quiet wow. for now. Uh maybe we'll have a, a third team. I've been hearing uh reports out of Colorado that they might be. I was out hearing on those Shohei. too. 
yeah um i'm not i'm not ready to confirm that yet but um it's it's looking likely but i mean like that's what it, like that's why i think like so many red sox fans need to be focused on yamamoto and that's why i think the news about wolf and what he said about john carlo stanton and everything about that that should be a bright spot for red sox fans right now that's a little bit of an inch that you can take because i mean i until someone signs as we said on the last episode like yamamoto and shohei are kind of going to be the market setters and especially with the fact that yamamoto has to sign within i mean 45 day posting period it's already been a week so he's down into the 30 days ticker on what he's he not wants posted to do yet. with his oh is he not, he's not when... they said they said he's gonna get posted they the team announced that he will be posted but it hasn't officially oh, happened yet they kept saying it's lame. gonna happen this week that's so it'll probably happen I, this week okay i kind of figured that yamamoto posted i thought that announcement was it was an announcement yeah, to the announcement what the hell you know what they're gonna do they're gonna they're gonna make what what we're on November 15th when you're listening to this. So 45 days from there is going to be like December 15th. They're going to make it so that he signs like right at the end of the winter meetings or something like that. But Coop, I think, I think the takeaway of the passing article, cause like, yes, he's going to list a bunch of, te- like he listed three teams in on Otani and one of them was the Red Sox. Like he listed those as like the primary teams and the Red Sox were in there. He listed the teams for Yamamoto and the Red Sox were in there. And like a couple of those teams, the Jays and the Giants were maybes and the Red Sox were not listed as one of the maybes. So when you read these things and like, obviously, like if you just like follow me on Twitter and I'm just posting quote after quote about what these writers say about Otani, you would probably just like think that the Red Sox are getting Otani because all of these quotes say, oh, Otani is intrigued by Boston. The Red Sox could make a push at Otani. Don't rule out the Red Sox for Otani. Like you probably think that it's going to happen when you read those quotes you shouldn't be convincing yourself that Otani is going to happen. What you should be doing is convincing yourself that the Red Sox could spend this offseason because they're in on Otani. They're in on Yamamoto. They're in on, they talked to Montgomery's agent. They, uh, they're in on all the big name starters. Like they're like Jeff Passan said that they're looking to add a frontline guy. Like that's the type of stuff you like, you don't know who they're going to get, but you know, they're in, or you at least, I don't want to say no because we've been hurt so many times, but, but I'm basically there. Like, I feel like we know their intention. We know they're going to come away from this offseason with at least one sem at least at least a semi-frontline guy. At least one. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. I, I feel like we can be there. And like with each passing quote, that's where I keep I keep breaking down that wall that has been built up over the last four or five years that has like prevented me from getting excited about any major acquisition the Red Sox could make that wall keeps like getting closer and closer to getting knocked down. And of course it's not going to be fully knocked down until they make a move like that. But I just, I think your hopes should be getting high. I like, I hate to advise that just because we've been hurt so many times, but I, I, how can you not every single person is saying that the Red Sox are going to do something. It's just a matter of local versus national media. Like the local media 
is telling you they're going to get starting pitching, uh, but probably not Otani. The national media is not willing to rule them out on anybody, including Otani. I just think, obviously, like, we'll say this all the time, you just got to wait and see. And I think it's going to be good. I don't think we're going to get hurt. I think I think this is the offseason where we finally see stuff coming together in terms of additions. I hope. I hope and I think. Sorry, I just froze up a little bit there. Um, yeah, I mean, in, until there's actually like a domino that falls, I, I, I think people, like we've been saying about Craig Breslow, have to look at the situation as hopelessly optimistic. Um, do we want to, do we want to, I mean, like, how much, I, uh, rule five. Rule five guys and setting the 40-man roster. I mean, we, yeah, the expectations, there's, there's a few names, I guess, that, I mean, Shane Drohan, I think, is probably the biggest name to expect out of what's to come um, from guys that are kind of in that middling, like, triple a level what are you actually going to do to keep them around um rule five's never interested me i mean if shane drohan ends up staying he's yeah gonna, that's interesting he's about to get but... added. like and by the time you hear this like he's probably already going to be added you're probably already going to have wickelman gonzalez added luis perales added maybe you'll have seen a trade to get another guy or two on there maybe a dfa like you can see maybe luis arias gets dfa'd if he doesn't i think that's some semi noteworthy um but yeah, I mean, obviously, like, see I what happens. Part, like, I mean, there's 30, 36 guys right now on the forty man roster. I think. I don't even know. I want to say it's thirty two or thirty six. I know that we aren't at forty yet, so it's not like you're going to see a ton of people get dropped. Um, yeah, it's just like a matter. There's like a couple of fringe guys. Like, for instance, like Noah Song is another fringe guy that I bet they don't add. But if they wanted to play it safe and add the guy, like. There's plenty of guys that you can DFA. Like we saw like I mean Zach Weiss was throwing innings for the Sox at the end of last year and he was honestly not bad but like you could DFA him. There's a there was another pitcher who am I thinking of? Uh I'm looking at the roster right now. Logan Gillespie. We didn't see him oh at all God. but he's on the 40 man roster. And like that's a pretty clear DFA candidate too. Like we didn't see him at all. Like and and you have to remember like this is getting the forty man roster finalized for the Rule Five draft, but any addition the Red Sox make afterward, you're gonna have to keep DFAing. Like Jeter Downs was on the forty man roster at the time of the Rule Five draft last year, but then was DFA'd later when they needed. I forget who they needed to add to the roster, but like the, we had guys like Matt Barnes got DFA'd when they signed. I think it was Duvall. Like, yep, stuff's gonna just keep happening. So so many of these guys, like even if they're even if they're protected now. Even if they're on the roster now, they may not be on the roster later. It's always interesting to see. It, it like it. That's the thing where it's. I mean, the rule five is really like where like it's Heim Bloom's like hunting period. I feel like, mm-hmm. like every Whitlock. time that this period, yeah, exactly. Like that. That was going to be my prime example. Is every so often a team might steal someone, but it's also guys that never really like make or break a team. Like. Whitlock, phenomenal, phenomenal. Could not say enough good things about him. But it's also a sense of... He's the exception. Yeah, like, it's never anything major. Like it. Can you remember who they got in the Rule 5 the year before? Do you remember Honestly, who it was? Honestly, no. No, I, like, I'm not going to BS you. Like, I have no idea. 
Jonathan Arauz. That's the, usually the type of Jonathan guy that comes over. Ara, the ooze man. That's what I used to call him, the ooze man. He's just oozing? Arauz. Yep, just oozing, oozing ooze. Arauz. Oozing O's? He had that one big homer in Cleveland. Yeah. Well, that was sick. Yeah, real, real showstopper, the real five draft turns out to be. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I mean, like, I, we talk about it because we got to talk about it. That's what we do on this podcast. Roster uh, moves are roster moves. Yeah. I mean, if it makes the, the, the hairs on the back of your next step stand, blah, 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 stand up, then, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it just for you. Um, enough said. It's a short episode today. So, yeah, what, short what do you episode. got? Enough said. Uh, Dave O'Brien, uh, according to Chris Cotillo, got, uh, got extended. So, he's going to be uh, doing play-by-play games for the Red Sox next year and in all likelihood beyond. My enough said, it's kind of like, I don't really know exactly how to go about this. It's just, when I posted that tweet, I just, I had like hundreds of, of replies and quote tweets and like almost every single one of them wasn't happy about it. And like, this coincides with the news that Mike Monaco is a prime candidate to get the White Sox play-by-play job. And I feel like everyone on Red Sox Twitter unanimously like loves Mike Monaco and wanted him to be the TV play-by-play voice of the Red Sox. Just makes for a really fun broadcast. He's a, a fresh voice, very exciting guy. It's nothing against OB. Like OB, I thought, had a good year in the booth this year. I thought he was better this past year than he's been. And uh, I think it helps when down the stretch he's not doing football which he didn't do this past year um but yeah i mean i've always thought of dave o'brien as a guy who would be a good national voice like he's very good at calling a game but for my play-by-play guy i just i want someone who i feel like is as jacked up when good things happen as i am he's how i feel about sean uh mcdermott not sean mcdermott the the coach of the buffalo bills uh sean now you've got my head yes mcdonough um, I had my head spinning for a sec. I I think the older crowd really likes Sean McDonough because he's like kind of the big game broadcast. He does absolutely nothing for me. He's not that interesting. The stories he tells, like he always seems super pretentious. Uh, I know he's he's company man. He's with WEEI. He does WEEI broadcasts. Um, anytime I hear Sean McDonough, I'm kind of like, oh, I wish Will was in today. Like Will... Will is someone that I would like to possibly see, like as much as I don't, again, company man, I don't want to see Will leave um, the Sox booth, but him instead of O'Brien would be leaps and bounds better, especially with Lou. I like Will the days awesome. that there's been radios where it's like Lou and Will, there is some incredible baseball conversations happening. And, and like, I love listening into the radio on those games. Um, I can't say that I've gone out of my way to listen to or like to watch a W or oh my gosh, I'm mixing up both companies. Uh, I haven't gone out of my way to watch a Nesson broadcast in quite a long time. A, that's because like the price to watch it and B, it's just because the they're not worth it. Like that's like the price that they charge for Nesson Plus is insane for the product that they give you. Like I'm not paying 30 bucks to listen to O'Brien. He's a nice dude. He has some great history. It was awesome 2013 call, but that call was incredible. Yeah, but he's a but that's the thing is like he's a radio type voice. Like 
he's not the most entertaining guy on the on the TV uh, platform. No, and and you know the the thing Coop is we we get so many of these highlights like I think I tweet like ninety per ninety five percent of the home runs, and it's like that's that's how this content is consumed nowadays, and and people are watching these highlights on on Twitter and Instagram and whatever, and the call has to match the highlight, and it's very noticeable when it doesn't. Will so, Fleming. Will, Will Fleming Will gives some incredible good. home run calls. Everything good that he gets in this field, Will Fleming deserves. Because like Will, with Will, like think about he's coming in to call games on the Red Sox radio, and like he's taking innings and in games uh, from Castig, and it's it would be hard to build like a fan base of people who like you doing that because Castig is such a legend. But he's done it because he's that he's just that guy. He's that guy, and he he just I hope he's here doing games in whatever capacity he wants for for a long time. Will Fleming has to be one of the funniest guys as well. Like him off the air would surprise the heck out of some people because like some of the jokes that he will crack, like they catch you off guard and they're, they always hit. Um, like you run into him down on the field before a game and it'll just be something like super topical and like soup, something super quick that you kind of have to like think about for a second and then it hits you and it's just like, God damn, well, that was, that was good. Um, incredible. He, he speaks Spanish. He's able to speak to I, like Rafael Devers is, is always doing interviews with him because he try like Will will try to do questions with him in Spanish or he'll talk to him uh, off the record in Spanish to make sure that Rafi is comfortable so that when it comes time to like, actually speak English and Rafi does speak English. I know people don't see it all the time and that Mm -hmm. he does use an interpreter, but when he is comfortable in a setting, he goes to English and he does that with Will now, which it it just goes to show how great of a broadcaster Will is. Um, So yeah, like you said, every, every bit of goodwill that Will receives, he goodwill, good, goodwill, goodwill, goodwill. Just don't go, uh, or maybe go hunting. I don't know how you feel. I'm not a big hunter, but, if I've never Will likes hunting. to hunt, then go hunting, Will. I'm, be good I'm not going to shoot at animals. I'm not going to shoot. What about like Nerf guns? Okay, yeah, you can hit them with... I, like, I shoot water guns at my dog. Like, if that counts. I feel like PETA's going to come after you on that. I like. I want to spend all day in like a tree stand just to have a moose walk by me, and I just want to shoot it with like one of those massive rocket launcher type Nerf guns. Just Did to you see... see? I mean, how big did you see that video i i don't you probably didn't this is probably it was a like, moose of a moose i Fourier oh you did see the it. moose yeah, yeah, yeah okay what was that they're massive dude they're just dude, like they're that, all that the big they're terrifying the thing's like, like everyone, the size of a house like if you give a moose a muffin like no if you give a moose a car dude that's what it is like that's what they need i i just i was completely dumbfounded if you haven't seen it just I, search around on Twitter just look for, up or moose. X. Just look no, up. Just look just, up. Yeah, moose. look up moose. Look up they, big moose. Oh my god! Change it like changed my world. <laughs> like, Here's a little I homework for people it. out there. I want I want someone to just go into Twitter. I want them. I want you to search big moose. Whatever mm-hmm. the first thing you see is, quote retweet it and tag play Tessie in it. That's at play Tessie. It's not too hard. We made it very easy for you. Uh, I'm just curious to see what would actually come up. Um, so that's, I guess that's oh, my enough said. My enough said is I'm giving a little bit of homework because my other enough said was just um, 
I was doing some reflecting on Nomar Garcia Parra's college career. Um, freshman year, 1992, 363 batting average with 82 hits. 1993, sophomore year, 297. He had a down year with 51 hits. Uh, 1994, his junior year, he batted 427 with 107 hits in 274 at-bats. So Cooper, your career 372. Is, your said is, is Nomar. Nomar was really good. Is that Nomar freaking rocks? That's no, enough said. Handsome as well in his Georgia Tech hat. Handsome as well on the cover of was that SI with the bat on his shoulders shirtless. Yeah. Oh, we should all recreate that. Oh, that's a promo. We got to get Pat to create recreate that. The three of us, and then it's just Pat in the middle. Yes, Pat. Yeah, Pat could be the A. I don't. I couldn't tell you. That 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 shot of like the four shortstops or whatever whatever that was, I don't know who was the centerpiece of that. It had to be a Rod. Maybe it was would have Jeter. had to have Pat, been Pat Jeter. Be, maybe it's Jeter. Pat can be Jeter. Pat can be the Jeets. Okay, I want Nomar nosies. That's not a joke about his nose, but just nosies oh, but, on Nomar. Ooh, maybe Pat has to be a Rod because he was doing all that talk, and I think it was on baseball isn't boring. He did about about, about yeah, kissing about himself in the a Rod picture. So maybe I've Pat has Pat... to be a Rod. I've seen Pat do that. Pat kisses. Okay, so Pat's A Rod. Yep. Pat's A Rod. Yeah. That's decided. Uh, that's do you decided. still want to be Nomar? But yeah, I want to be Nomar. Okay. I'll, I'll let Sammy be Jeets. I can be Edgar Renteria because he is he's I've, in that yeah. picture. <laughs> I'll be Edgar Renteria. All right. That's fair. <laughs> uh on that note, uh Nomar is handsome. Uh Brian Cashman messed up getting Yama uh Yoshida to I almost said I don't even know what I was about to say. I'm so tired at this point. Um, but Brian Cashman messed up uh, things for the Yankees. They're not going to get Yamamoto. The Red Sox possibly uh, are going to get Yamamoto. Oakland's out of the hunt for Shohei Otani. Uh, the Rule 5 draft is, or was yesterday by the time that you're listening to this, maybe something at, at least the uh, deadline. Something might have happened. Who knows? But this has been Play Tessie. We appreciate you listening. Uh, wherever you are listening, hopefully it's on the Odyssey app. If not, if you're on the Apple, if you're on the Spotify, if you're on the Googs, you're still weird if you're on the Googs. Uh, but subscribe wherever you listen. We'd appreciate it. And feel free to go follow uh, the show on Twitter, on Instagram, Play Tessie, both spots. Again, we're simplifying it for you dummies out there. Go find it. We want you. We want to play around with you because we're also dummies. Hit so. us up. Tweet us. Tweet us. On that note, toodaloo. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging in fact wasabi is up to 80 percent less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from wasabi's ai enabled intelligent media storage wasabi air to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals data deletion and ransomware wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.